Hello Watch Nerds and welcome back. This is your host Nico and today we are recording live from Jurmo Watch Company Finland in their headquarters here in Otaniemi, Helsinki. Hello Martin Kalland and hello Thomas aka Only70 Watch on Instagram. Hi guys, how are you doing? Hi Nico, really fine. Nice to be here or nice to have you here both. I'm very excited. Thomas, how are you feeling, man? I'm feeling excellent. It's, it's great to uh, get away from home for a few days and visit this beautiful country and to have a chance to uh, visit Jurmo and meet Martin and you yourself. Pleasure is ours and uh, this has been long time coming. Let's start with some introductions. Who goes first? I can go first. So uh, my name is Martin Kalland. I'm the co-founder and uh, head of production of Jurmo Watch Company. We are a small independent watchmaker from uh, Finland and uh, we specialize in making uh, custom watches. I'm Tomas from uh, Hungary and people know me as by my uh, Instagram handle Only70Watch and uh, I've been collecting watches for uh, 14 years now. And um, during the past five years, I uh, became uh, focused on small independent brands. And um, one of the greatest ones, in my opinion, uh, especially from the Nordic countries, is uh, where I currently have a chance to sit down with you guys. Guys, we have something called drink and wrist check. Who starts first? What's in your cup? What's on your wrist? Thomas, let's start with you. In my cup, uh, there's uh, something that I cannot read. It's in Finnish. <laughs> it's some uh, lemon water, I guess. And on my wrist is my uh, beloved Yurmo uh, R0 with the copper dial uh, on a cute leatherworks leather strap. I'm also drinking Novelle. On my wrist is Yurmo Usi. Uh, it's beautiful 7750 flyback chronograph. Uh, I don't know what strap this is, but it's it's looking perfect. So I'm, I'm wearing a uh, Sisu Generation 2, not yet released. And in the cup I have uh, Pepsi Max. Now, Thomas, I would like to ask you, how did you become a watch guy? Was it a grandpa's watch or was there any other big event that made you a watch nerd? In my past, there's no uh, such uh, romantic stories and I have no connection with any of my parents about watches or any of my grandparents. Basically, when I started working and I started making um, a decent amount of money, I became interested in uh, beautiful mechanical things like uh, wristwatches. And uh, my first watch uh, was already um, a very serious watch, in my opinion, which was coincidentally uh, driven by the same movement that's in my current watch, uh, 7750, made by Takhoyer. And uh, that was quite an introduction, I think, into the watch world. And then I uh, went through various phases, just like many uh, driven collectors. Uh, I went through the phases of Takhoyer, Omega, Breitling, Rolex, IWC, I even dipped my toe into uh, German watches, then Seiko phase, then vintage phase. And all these things all took uh, years, basically. It was very fun. 
And then at one point, I became interested in uh, small brands and uh, what uh, additional value do they bring to the watch scene, as well as um, how much uh, more I can connect with uh, the actual persons who are behind the watch. And the first uh, of these small brands uh, were introduced to me by TGV from uh, YouTube. He's, he, he's been a very passionate um, supporter of these small brands. And that was Stratton Watch Company, uh, done by Kyle. And uh, I managed to meet him two times, once in Switzerland, once in uh, Budapest, Hungary. It was just the first one. And then slowly but surely, I uh, pivoted towards small brands. I completely sold all my big brand watches, except for just a few. And I found uh, a great um, a passion about uh, talking to the folks who are, who are behind uh, small brands. Most of these brands are just one guy or one gal, but they are just uh, super focused and super passionate about what they do. And I somehow feel that in the end product. It's all in there, it's all embedded there, all the passion. And after um, this part of the hobby, the watch collecting hobby became uh, too much of an obsession, you can say. And uh, I got uh, too wide of a collection. I, was, I, I started to look for uh, more special pieces. But the problem with smaller brands is that uh, they, they cannot really work with you about uh, very small runs. Usually the smaller runs they can do is like 20 pieces or maybe 10 or 15 pieces, but not one because uh, their supply chain is just uh, not suitable for ordering single uh, watch components. So, Thomas, going back in time, you listen to the podcast and then you decide, I'm getting a Yermo watch. What happened then? Just as every time, uh, as it happens when I uh, discover a new brand, I became uh, obsessed about it and I wanted to learn more and more. For me, the starting point was the, the R0. I wanted to make it um, slimmer. And I, I was curious about uh, how deep can we go into customizations. Is it only the dial, the hands, the case, the bezel? And uh, Martin uh, <laughs> very quickly uh, reassured me that basically anything can be done to a certain degree, but anything that I can imagine. And then I just throw at him uh, like a dozen of my wildest ideas. I'm going to put you on the spot now, but is it easy to work with Martin? Uh, very easy, uh, but uh, I, I, I was too afraid to um, dump even more on him because I, I've had like uh, thousands of questions and uh, hundreds of ideas. And uh, even the, the dozen of ideas that I finally sent him for, uh, to get his feedback on was uh, narrowed down from like 50 different ideas. How transparent was the process? Was he like, hey, this is not possible, we can't do this? Or was it, let's work, let's try to make it? How was that, that part of the process? It was absolutely transparent. The problem for me was that uh, he never said no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> even That's very if unfinished of him. <laughs> <laughs> even the craziest idea is like, oh, this sounds intriguing. Let me ask. Uh, yes, yes, we can do it. It's, it may be two weeks, but yeah, of course, we know a guy. 
and this this uh, somehow uh, has been a, a recurring theme uh, with uh, conversations with him about uh, his um, connections basically in uh, i guess uh, mostly here in uh, Espoo and Helsinki but also in uh, broader fin- Finland so Thomas was sending me different ideas, asking if, if this can be made or what can be made. And then we narrowed that down to four. And uh, when we have the four top ideas, it was quite clear which would be the, the final version. And from that, I think it was only three or four different changes yeah. to that. Yeah, it was a very few renders only. But it's, it's super easy to work with a customer who knows what he or she wants because it's much clearer. As every custom piece, as your more watches call it, DNA project, what was the story? Because all these custom pieces have a reason, have a story. Does your custom piece have a special story behind? I think uh, most of the story is uh, your more watches, actually. Because I have uh, something in me that uh, draws me to the Scandinavian, the Nordic region. I don't really like uh, hot places like Greece or uh, Spain or uh, Egypt. Uh, When I have a chance to travel, I always try to go north. And um, it was very special to me to uh, have my first custom watch uh, made with a Scandinavian company. This is your first custom watch ever? Yes, this is my first custom watch. After I got uh, very crazy about watch collecting and amassed uh, a huge collection, um, where do you go from there? So you that's, either that's true. <laughs> you either go for a limited edition of uh, your favorite brands, but that's also something that uh, may get a bit too old after a while. And then you go like, okay, which watch has only 10 pieces made? But the ultimate, um, not goal, but the the ultimate place where you can land as a crazy watch collector is to have your own unique piece. And you took the approach go big or go home because doesn't get much more customized than Yurmo, basically. Exactly. And can we talk about the watch? We actually have reserved the presentation of the watch to you because you haven't seen the watch in hand yet. Only on renders. This is going to happen right now. Yes. Martin, take the stage. So, Thomas, uh, let me introduce to you R0 Zero, Hope for Ukraine. Oh, wow. I can see the, the inside of the box. It's also uh, in the same design as the case back. And it has the blue and yellow theme of the Ukraine flag. Why hope for Ukraine? It was Martin. Yes. When we make a Yormo DNA project, we want to give it a name. And uh, when we have the details ready, I just wrote hope for Ukraine. But I think the name of the project reflects the actual watch and the current time and uh, when we have narrowed down the options to four one of the choices was to make yellow dial watch as per the Ukrainian flag colors 
So it's a sunburst yellow with uh, blue subdials. And uh, the name R0 Zero comes from the Finnish word of slim, because the point was to slim down the 7750 flyback to as slim as possible. And as part of this project, uh, I also uh, wanted to realize to make the smallest Swiss mechanical uh, chronograph watch this side of the century. And this looks and feels exactly like uh, those vintage watches from the 60s and the 70s that used to be a lot more wearable, I think, than uh, modern uh, chronographs. Martin, is this one of the smallest 7750 flyblock chronographs in the world? As far as I know, yes. Technically, it was a challenge to make because the 7750 is a quite large movement. And to narrow it down to 36.7 millimeters in diameter and then uh, about 11 millimeters in height, uh, it's not very easy. I'm I'm uh <laughs> it's incredible. I'm I'm amazed at uh, how well it turned out because um for example uh, during the um, prototyping phase I've seen uh, and felt the case but it was plastic and it's uh, very different to uh, have a have a prototype that's only a ki- only the case and uh, no movement no dial and it's in plastic and wow technically what we are looking at this is a slim down R0. We wanted to keep the R0 spirit, but make it smaller. Mm-hmm. And, and as per Thomas' wishes regarding the, the sizes. The case is completely custom. It's the original uh, R0 is 38.5 millimeters. This is slimmed down to 36.7. The height is 11 millimeters. The lug to lug is uh, 43 millimeters. Uh, the bezel is also slimmed down. We have a solid uh, case back on this one uh, to make it as slim as, as possible. And the case back is made of uh, grade 5 titanium, as per Thomas' wish, so that it feels warmer towards the skin in the colder months. Of course, the case back engraving is, is custom. The hands are custom, made for this dial and case combo. The dial is is completely custom, sunburst yellow, blue subdial and uh, chapter ring as per the Ukrainian flag's colors. The lugs are drilled. The front sapphire crystal has a heavier anti-reflective coating as Thomas wished to to have it as, as clear as possible. The watch is a piece unique we will not make an exactly same watch for anyone else. How much of those custom details are in-house? It's between 70 and 80%, so quite a lot. So basically the movement is what's left. Even that is customized. Yes, we have done modifications to the movement to fit it in. So basically what comes outside is the sapphire, the gaskets, and the movement. Even the box is custom made for the project. Correct. Is this one of the most difficult 
projects you have done? Regarding the case design and, uh, and machining, yes. Because of the tolerances? Because of the tolerances, because it's not just the height. You need to have the correct uh, distance for the pushers, for the cams to work. Uh, you need to have certain wall thicknesses. We even made custom case clamps for this so that everything will will work well. What do you say, Thomas? What's your first impression? It's such an emotional uh, moment. Uh, not just because it's uh, my first uh, unique piece, but uh, also, and uh, this is exactly why I love to uh, uh, collect uh, uh, small independent brand watches, is because I'm sitting <laughs> in w- with in the same room with uh, the exact uh, um, watchmaker who designed it and built it for me, and I also um, am um, surprised at uh, how well it works because I was just a tiny bit afraid of maybe the red would clash or uh, some other uh, unrealistic uh, fears of mine. And this is your second Eurmo watch. Do you see yourself buying another one in the future? Not just to buy one. Uh, actually, with Martin, we already discussed two future projects. I wasn't aware <laughs> of that. <Yes. laughs> uh, wh- one of those uh, would be based on the Uzi, uh, which would be uh, yet another uh, chronograph. And then uh, I also have a, a very long... Um, love affair with uh, the UNITAS movements, uh, 64, uh, uh, 97 and 98. And uh, I also, mm, I imagined um, that the first one I got uh, would be some kind of a Flieger watch mm-hmm. made like uh, Stova, yeah. uh, for example. And But um, I have a slight reservation with uh, the archetype. So... We'll see, but uh, I think uh, with Martin we're gonna build uh, like a very unique, very cu- uh, very curious looking uh, pilot's watch. Maybe. Did you consider any other brand cu- like that makes custom watches before Eurmo? Not really, because um, all the guys that I talked to about uh, these things um, had to reject me uh, kindly because they just couldn't work. Uh, on a on a very small scale, and those that can, they want to make ten watches, so they they minimize the cost. Even ten would uh, push the envelope, and uh, of course um, you can work with them on uh, like thirty watches. But then, what do you do with the other twenty nine? Exactly. <laughs> and now, the hardest question of the day: Why custom? watches well if i i try to think as a customer why not the customer gets exactly what he or she wants regarding size colors and additional complication to the movement or just a simple thing thing as as more anti-reflective coating and and drill lugs or even just a custom case back the customer gets a more or less piece unique watch which is made for him or her for me it's the the ultimate watch the the piece unique that uh, has only one in the whole world and uh, not only that it's it wasn't like a <laughs> like a coin flip 
So it was it's not just a random watch, but I also had a chance to influence the design and uh, influence it in such depth that you simply cannot find uh, in like 99% of the brands. It's not just a custom dial that you may achieve with other brands. I also feel that um, together with Martin, we've managed to improve the existing R0 watch. And uh, even though this is a, a completely custom design, I would love to see the R0 Zero appear as a serial production watch, of course, with a different dial and a different case back. But I feel like this small, petite, very thin chronograph is just a perfect watch on, I- on its own, uh, even if you remove the dial and the, the theme from it. I think gone are the days that we as a watch interested people are allowed to just celebrate these masterminds, these watchmakers that are put on piedestal because of their skills. I think those days are gone. Today we have the possibility and the, of course if you're if you allowed to do it financially, we are allowed to take part in the journey of our own custom piece together with the watchmaker, to get together with the, with the team around it and not just receive a um, design that somebody in his genius, brilliant mind have designed already, but we can become part of that design. And for, for me, my custom watch is celebration of life. And to me, to be able to put that celebration into a material piece that will be that will tell a story to my children and grandchildren means a lot but it adds even more having been able to to make it a journey from the scratch from the big piece of metal i saw in the workshop that comes in a 5 meter <laughs> yes chunk it's it's a whole journey and that journey is not available to everybody because many of the watches that we buy, even some of the watches of the table, they have no part of us, except the strap maybe that we have put, except our interest in the design that already exists. But what's on the table right there in this unique 70-something percent custom in-house, that's celebration of skill, celebration of brilliance, and celebration of you, the one that buys that piece. And being here, being able to witness this, gives me a goosebumps. Look at me. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, this this is a moment in time uh, I will cherish. And um, any final words? Well, Martin, shall we talk about it now? Uh, in the process of making the watch, Thomas came with the idea for a Ukraine-themed charity project and we can't disclose too much details yet but we can tell that it will be a piece unique R0 based chronograph in a 40 millimeter case uh, which will be auctioned for charity later this year details will follow on Instagram only 70 watch and uh, Yorma watches. 
That's a lot of Easter eggs in one episode. Guys, thank you so much for coming. Thomas, thank you for coming all the way from, from Hungary. I'm uh, looking forward to chat with you later uh, on another episode talking about microbrands because uh, I think we have this in common that we like smaller watchmakers, uh, microbrands, and uh, we know a lot of people in the in the industry that uh, do a lot of good work. Uh, Henrik and, and uh, Martin and the GS watches and the list goes on and on. And uh, yeah, this will be to be continued. Guys, stay tuned for this piece unique coming up uh, for, for the charity. And uh, if you have any questions, recommendations, complaints, tips, if you just want to chat with me, with Martin from Yurmo Watches or Thomas, uh, just hit us on uh, our Instagram handles. I will list everything in the podcast notes. And until next time, remember what's beyond horology is time and people. Respect them both. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.